Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by James Heinholt, the first year high school head coach of the Muhammad Seymour softball team, which is 27 and five and playing in the state semifinals on Friday at Peoria. James, welcome. Thank you, thank you very much. You probably couldn't ask uh, for much more from a first year as a head coach than, than what they've accomplished this year, could you? Um, absolutely not. I mean, it's all that a first year coach could ask for from their team. They're doing an outstanding job. I know you, you have coached the junior high uh, softball for a number of years. How many of these girls on the varsity team did you actually coach in, in junior high? Um, let's see. I'm looking, thinking um, of all the girls that are on the team. The varsity girls, I believe that all of them played on the J, J, junior high team at least one year or both years. How important do you think that was at the start of the year? Because I, I assume, you know, anytime there's a coaching change, there's a little bit of a difference in philosophies and, and, you know, so on and so forth. But the fact that these girls knew you and you knew them at least from a few years ago, did that help ease the, that transition? It, yeah, it helped the transition quite a bit. Um, I knew the girls, you know, from softball or from teaching um, from beforehand. So I, I knew I knew them, they knew my expectations from junior high softball when they played in junior high. So it was actually a pretty seamless transition, I, I think for the most part. And then uh, of course, when they were in junior high, you had success. I think it was in 2016 that they went to the state tournament. Did that make it more realistic at the start of this season to set state as a goal? I, I know all teams every year in the preseason say, you know, we wanna go to state, but the fact that they had been there at one time, did, did that make it seem a little more possible? Yeah, that, that was something we talked about early um, when our, we were starting our winter workouts and, and moving forward. And I said, hey, guys, we've got the talent, what we need to make a long run in the postseason. Let's work hard. Let's put things together. Let's gel as a team and see if we can make that happen. And so from, the, from early on, it was, it was our goal to get back to state in high school. And so that, that's something that we've been working towards as a team from the very get-go. What were some of your other expectations for this year beyond that end goal of, of qualifying for state? What are some other things you were hoping to accomplish? Um, some of the things we hope to accomplish kind of, uh, well, one of the things the girls talked about early on was winning the Apollo Conference. We got second, so we fell short of that goal this year. Um, but I reminded them that, that that wasn't the large goal. That wasn't our, our end goal. That was just one of the steps along the way. And so um, the, one of the steps along the way get to the state tournament or the end goal was to get to the state tournament and the girls um, kept that focus even when we finished second in the Apollo conference. In some ways does something like, like that kind of help? I mean you never want to lose but the fact that there were a few losses in there did that kind of keep the hunger keep the drive going uh, especially as the the postseason tournament approached? Yeah um, it was a really big it was a really big um, tool or a big opportunity for us to refocus, kind of see after a loss, similar things that we need to work on and focus on and, and what direction do we need to go so that we could take those losses and, and make them a win um, in the long run. So you played 32 games this year, won a school record 27, and, and at no point has there been two losses in a row. So, I mean, that says a lot, you know, first of all, about the, the consistency of the team and then also the ability to to bounce back after, you know, maybe a, a disappointing setback. Talk about what is special about these girls that has enabled them to, to be able to accomplish that. Uh, there's, there's probably two things that come to mind. Um, they're confident and they're resilient. Um, 
they're they're confident even if they take a loss that they that they were in the game there wasn't a game that we lost that we felt like we didn't have opportunities to come back and and get into it there one game got away from us with Mattoon, but the other four losses we felt like at any opportunity we could get back in that game and, and get the win we just weren't able to do that um on those losses but we talked about it after the game said you know what the best way to respond after a loss is to come back with a big win. And so that was always our focus after a loss was come back with a big win. And um, that will help us move forward. So you've had some adversity throughout the season, uh, notably losing uh, Brooke Howard to a, to a season ending injury. And uh, she was one of your top, I don't know, probably two or three, four hitters in the lineup. Talk about what the team was able to do to pull together after that loss and, and not let that be the, the start of a downslide. Right. And so with, yeah, losing Brooke was a, was a big hit to our offense and she was playing um, really solid defense third base for us. And when she went down, we had to then start thinking, you know, who's going to be our third baseman. So one of the things that we, um, we did is we, we moved an outfielder Chloe into third base because she had played third base at travel ball. And so we're like, this is going to be a short term fix, but we got to really figure out, you know, what's going to be our long term fix for third base moving forward. And so we had some girls that were playing JV. Um, and so we got them some practice at third base at the JV level. And so, you know, Maddie Loxton was one of those that we were looking at. After she got some games in, we put her some practices at third base, see how she was doing. She was getting pretty confident. And so, um, we moved her to third base so we can get Chloe back out to the outfield where um, that was the best position for her for the team. Once Maddie Loxton settled into that third base role and she felt comfortable there, then her hitting started coming along and she started feeling a lot more comfortable to play. Um, I'm not, um, not saying that she replaced Brooke because Brooke was a great player, but she's come along and she's filled that void. Um, and played some great games for us in the postseason and really helped us along. Great job. So you have some outstanding seniors, I think in particular, Carly Yergler, your pitcher, Abby Akers, your first baseman, and then like you mentioned, a couple of the seniors in the outfield. Uh, but, you know, with now the changes that have gone on, you have a relatively young infield. You have a freshman, Maddie White, at second base, a freshman, Maddie Loxton at third. And even though she's played all season, a sophomore, Maddie Cortez at shortstop. So, so talk about, you know, those kids being able to, to play under the, the tournament pressure like they've had now in the last five games. Yeah. And, and I attribute a lot of that to the seniors. The seniors have really taken those freshmen, sophomore under their wing and kind of like helped them along, made them feel comfortable that they're a part of the team. And so it, it's almost like, you know, the two um, freshmen, Maddie, Maddie White, Maddie Loxton have come in almost like they've been playing on the varsity team all year they were dressing with us when jv weren't playing games but um at at one point um the last couple of weeks of the year they were dressing for every game and then starting to get some looks at the varsity level and so i think once we started doing that and with the senior leadership they just felt very welcome their anxiousness started to to ease and they felt pretty good so it's very possible that uh, Carly Yergler might be a once-in-a-lifetime pitcher. I mean, she is virtually <laughs> every season in, in career school record that, that, that there is for pitching. Talk a little bit, if you would, about the pitcher you saw when you had her in junior high and then now the pitcher that you see going into the state semifinals. Yeah. Um, she definitely has more pitches now than she did in junior high. 
And so with junior high, she was a solid pitcher. She was very, very good. But as she's progressed and, and gotten stronger and grown as a pitcher, she's great at hitting her spots. She throws, she can throw um, strikes when she needs to. She can keep the ball out of the zone when she needs to. Um, she's got five, six different pitches that she can throw and she's confident with all of her pitches. I think that's the big thing is she is just super confident on the mound knowing that she can get the job done. And, and that's probably the biggest difference that I recognize with Carly from her as a senior as she then when she was in eighth grade, just that confidence level that she has right now. And, you know, of, of all the statistics, and they're, they're certainly impressive. I, I think one of the most insane statistics, she has something like a 14 to one strikeout to walk ratio. So that's, yeah. I mean, you, you talk about the, you know, finding, getting her pitches in the zone. When, when you're keep when you're forcing teams to get on base by, by hitting the ball against you and reducing the, the number of free passes, that's certainly a, a, a notable feat, isn't it? Yeah, it takes a lot of pressure off our team when we can keep runners off the base. So Carly's done a great job with that this year. She's great at getting the strikes when, you know, getting ahead of the count and then getting batters to, you know, swing at ones that are either just on the outside or inside or out of the zone. She's just very, very, very good at um, establishing that strike zone and then work, doing her work, doing her thing. So final four in the state, uh, talk a little bit about how that feels to, uh, to have reached that level. One of four remaining teams in, in class 3A still playing, and you'll take on San Ignatius uh, from Chicago on Friday at 1230 in Peoria. Um, it feels really good. It really, really hasn't sunk in yet, I think. Um, we're just plugging away and still, still going. It'll probably sink in later after, you know, after it's all over. But, you know, our main focus has been this is just another game. Let's approach this as another game. Get prepared, get ready. Um, the only difference with, with now compared to the last five games postseason was those games were one and done, and now it's two games no matter what. So some of that pressure to perform right off the bat is gone. So hopefully some of those girls that have maybe found um, a little bit of anxiousness or, or a little worried at the, at the plate can be more relaxed now and and do their thing. So I, I think for the most part, getting to where we are, I think the girls are relaxed. They're excited. They're pumped. They're, they're ready to, to see what we can do against the other three teams in the state for 3A. So after winning the super sectional, which you did, by the way, against the defending state champion. So, I mean, that was a, a notable win right there over, over Highland earlier this week. What, what has the focus been on, on practice? I mean, you're three months into the season. You're probably not adding a lot to, or anything at this point, are you? We're not adding a lot um, practice regimen. We're just trying to work on some of our weak spots and our defense, make those solid, get those um, worked out before we move into the games this weekend. And then um, kind of like making sure that we're seeing the type of pitching in practice that we're going to see this weekend. So um, we've got a pitching machine that's kind of dialed up the speed on that, get us ready for this weekend. Um, and then situational hitting teamwork, we're doing all of our regular work we've been doing all year too. You know, one of the interesting things about the team offensively is it's not like you've had to rely on one or two girls. I, I know Carly's had, I think now 17 home runs, but as I look, I mean, you know, Chloe Truax has had some big hits. Uh, uh, you know, Jaden, Jaden Hanna, um, uh, Kennedy Granadino, your, your catcher, uh, Jenna Wade, Sydney Ward. I mean, a lot of girls at different times have, have stepped up and, and really made uh, noteworthy contributions, haven't they? Yeah, and that's been, I think, been our biggest key to this year is 
when someone's having an off day, someone else in the lineup has stepped up and come through with some big hits. Even if it's just a, a, a sacrifice bunt moving runners in a scoring position or um, sacrifice fly, just beating out a, an infield hit. Um, up and down the lineup, girls have been stepping up and making things happen um, all season. And that's really been a, a big key to our success. Coming into this season, beyond pitching, what did you feel like would be some of the strengths of the team? And then how do you evaluate that as you're going into your final two games of the season? Um, I think coming into the season, uh, I felt really good about what our um, infield was going to look like. I felt we had some strong senior leadership in our outfield, and I felt really good about our outfield. I thought coming in, our outfield was extremely strong. And then infield, we had some returners coming back from last year. Uh, they've developed. They've gotten a lot stronger. Um, they've got great arms in the infield. They they knock a lot of down. So really, I think um, I felt really good after our first few games of the season on how our defense looked. And so it was just a matter of just working out a few kinks in our in our um, defense. And once we got that worked out, I, I'm really really confident with our defense. Talk, if you would, a little bit about your, your assistant coaches on, on the coaching staff. You kind of have a combination of uh, veteran coaches and, and people like Derek Odell and Mark Jones, who, of course, Mark was a former head coach. And then you've got a couple younger uh, girls helping out that are recent former Bulldogs, Julia McNaught uh, and Ashley Anglin-Miller. So talk about how they have contributed and, and helped you get to this point. Right. Well, Ashley, Ashley um, Anglin-Miller now and Julia McNaught both played for me in junior high. And so when the job came open, I, um, there was some interest on, on their part to helping out the program. And I thought they're young, they're youthful. Um, it would be great to have them as a part of the coaching staff. I think the girls would love having them. Um, they're energetic and they both played the game at a higher level. So I was really, really excited when they were both interested in, in doing and in, uh, taking on that role. And they've been um, phenomenal uh, addition to the coaching staff. Um, and they're all in. I mean, they're excited. They're pumped. And uh, everything they've done for, for the program this year has been outstanding. Um, one of the keys, I think, was, you know, having Mark Jones come and help out and giving us a lot of his expertise and leadership that he had from the years when he was head coach at, in the program. And so he's been a huge addition. And then just the consistency of having Derek Odell there from just the, the years that he's been. And then even with the girls that are on the team currently, he'd be, he's been working with them through their years in high school. And then to continue to have that consistency with him being there, his enthusiasm and, and the excitement that he brings to the program as well. It, it's all been, been a great plus. We had, Jake Shore even came and helped out early in the year with some of the girls and their batting and, and some of the things that, that he can bring to the program. He's been a, he was a big help early on as well. You know, there's, there's a couple of different schools of thought that, that coaches have. Some coaches don't like to have someone involved that's been a former head coach for maybe feeling like, you know, that person might be looking over their shoulder or, or maybe the, the players would listen to them a little bit more. Um, did you have any qualms at all about having Mark Jones come and help out? And, and how is that, uh, has it really gone pretty well? Gone really well. He was the first person I asked when, uh, when I was offered the job. I called Mark that same night and said, hey, I want to know if you'd be interested in helping out. 
and getting back into this with us. And I, I have a lot of respect for Mark. Um, he's a great friend. He's given me a lot of advice at the junior high level over the years. And so I knew that him and I would work extremely well together. And we did this year continue to work extremely well. Girls love having him there with us. And um, just, just the presence that he has of being there has just has been a huge help. Let's look ahead a little bit to, to the state. Uh, St. Ignatius, do, do you know much about your, your semifinal uh, foe yet or not? I don't know much about St. Ignatius. I know they've got a, a pretty tough pitcher that, that we'll have to um, really work on scoring some runs against. So that, that's going to be, that's been our big key to work on this week has been making sure that we can get, get our um, offense going against a, a very um, solid pitcher. She's going to be tough. And then how about on the other side of the bracket, Antioch and Lamont play each other. Uh, how do you feel overall about the, the four finalists this year? Um, I do not know anything about Antioch or Lamont. And so I'm not sure I can answer that question. <laughs> you, you may have a chance to see him Friday, but I imagine uh, you won't be doing too much scouting because you play the second game and you're probably going to be involved with your team and pregame and getting them ready. So you probably really won't have a lot of time to, to focus on that first semifinal game, will you? Right. We're going to go there early, um, watch a little bit of the game before we get starting to get warmed up. So hopefully we can catch some of that game and then get start getting ready to, to play our game. You know, I think an important thing that probably shouldn't be overlooked is the commitment these girls have played have made over the years, not just to playing the school ball, but the travel ball in, in the summer and in the off season. And, uh, you know, in my mind, there's probably no doubt they wouldn't be at this level now if they hadn't made that commitment. How, how do you feel about that? Um, absolutely agree with that. Um, all of a lot, I would say most of the girls at the varsity level have played travel ball on some program and, and different levels, but they've put in a, a big commitment in the summers to continue to develop and go strong. And that commitment has definitely played a huge part in our success this year. Um, without them playing that travel ball, we definitely would not have had the success this year that we have had. Well, obviously just a, a great season. I don't want to take anything away from that, but I do want to ask one question looking ahead. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, all of your innings pitched this year have been by seniors, either Carly Yergler or uh, Abby Akers. Uh, where does that leave you as you head into next season? That absolutely correct on that. Um, so our, the other, we've got three pitchers on the JV level and they, they did pitching this year, but it wasn't at the varsity level. It was all at the JV level, but we've already got some, some ideas on, on things that we could do to get those pitchers ready for the next season. Um, but I'm pretty confident that no matter who we put on the mound, if we've got a solid defense behind them, we should be just fine next year. All right, we've been speaking with James Heinholt, the softball coach of the Muhammad Seymour, the record-setting Muhammad Seymour softball program, 27-5, and five, uh, one of the final four teams in Class 3A this year. Coach, anything else you'd like to add before we let you go today? Um, no, I just want to thank everybody, thank my family for the support that they've given me this year and for all the, all the families, parents, um, community. It's been an extremely... Um, supportive group this year it's been phenomenal to see everybody come out and support this team and it's been it's been awesome and for you personally you're probably ready for a little bit of a break because you start the school year coaching junior high softball then you go to junior high wrestling and then in the spring uh, high school softball and you really haven't had much of a break since early august have you 
Right. I yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for summer. <laughs> <laughs> that that can wait until Sunday, right? Yep, that'll start on the on the twelfth. All right. Well, coach, thanks again for your time. We appreciate it and, and good luck to you at state. All right. Thank you very much.